1: And welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules here are very simple. We can take as many as your film ideas as we like, but only one of them can take it through to the next stage. Can be taken through to the next stage. There's a next stage at some point. I mean, this bit is completely pointless. There is no next stage. We've been doing this for six years, seven years this year. Nothing's. We've never got to the next stage. Maybe after eight years, we'll go to the next stage. Anyway, only one <laughs> film idea can progress to the next stage. Where... <laughs> We're seeing it through, from development to production to release, will be mine and John's only aim for 2024. This, I promise you. I'm Joel, a man who puts the yeah into New Year's resolutions, and across from me is John Harris, a man who last year promised to spend five minutes each day without his headphones in listening to podcasts, so that he could hear his son's talk. And having failed that, has reassessed and is aiming for a more conservative two minutes a day in 2024. Hello,
2: John. Hello, mate. I think that's entirely reasonable. I don't i don't think it's
1: very reasonable
2: i don't see any issues here at all Uh,
1: what have they got to say that's more interesting than they can squeeze into two minutes a day
2: look i've told my partner once and twice and many times that if she wants me to hear from them she needs to record them and put it on an rss feed If she wants
1: you to hear them they they need to put out the rest is toddlers (laughs) because you're working through so many rest rest is it's getting too much isn't it john your entire life is the rest is now
2: What is... Every
1: opinion, every thought, your inner monologue is dictated by things called the rest is. As soon as they launch a new one, you go straight away. Uh,
2: The rest is feels like an afterthought, right? And the rest is... I've not got the pre-thought anymore. It's all just the rest is. The rest is. I'm broken.
1: It's just the rest. You live in a world where everything is the rest of... But there isn't... You're right. There is no other thing. You just exist in the rest, which is ironic because you live a life where you don't get any rest. Yeah,
2: very good.
1: <laughs> oh dear, it's good stuff, man. The rest is rest. Will be um, oh. they'll release a sleep, a sleep app.
2: That's not bad.
1: You send that's that quite to good, the, isn't it? You send they'll, that to them. they'll get some sort of they'll get some sort of doctor on board. One of those healthy living podcasts, and it'll be called The Rest Is Rest. Yeah, and that's actually a better title than ninety percent <laughs> of their podcasts because it almost makes sense. <laughs> right, let's
2: pitch some movie ideas.
1: Yes. How about this one from Danielle Wanker? Timothy Chalamet tries to set up his first chocolate store at a London football stadium, only to receive haunting jeers that eventually run him out of the chocolate business.
2: Oh, is he doing them like little whistles and balls? Is that...
1: I think he's doing magical football themed chocolates, and they're not being very received very well by your match day going fan.
2: Because there's something quite what's what's the word I'm looking for? What's like dainty and magical and very twee, very yeah, sort of relaxed, very
1: calm, very very free of conflict and fear and terror.
2: I I don't think unless you go to these hipster London football clubs that are popping up, I don't think twee and football v- regularly go together.
1: No, <laughs> no, it's not. I go most weekends, and I can I wouldn't ever have described it as being quite twee. Joel leaves I his twee sort of at the
2: door. R- it's whimsy. I, I, whimsy I, I, was the word I, I, I was looking look, for.
1: Whimsy. You, look, often I've been and I've tried to roll out a picnic blanket and have a little <laughs> teapot and I have a nice little time and I've taken my teddy bears. And it, I, I, it, I wouldn't say it's been received well. So no, I can't imagine if you went, if you try to set up, let's say you try to replace the typical concession at the football st- stadium with charming chocolates that I would, given current concourse prices for say a pint of grosh, I imagine a charming chocolate, uh, the football would cost upwards of twenty five pounds. <laughs> maybe, but maybe it's like an edible match day program. Maybe it's a scarf that you can eat.
2: Look, I'm obviously the wrong audience because I think this all sounds delightful. But then I am not a yeah. guy who goes to the football. So
1: they should should they make football more delightful? I think so.
2: What about if he was the inventor of the Power Pod? There we go. For for listeners Very who good. don't know, the this p- is
1: where your interest in football peaks, <laughs> yeah. isn't it?
2: Yeah. And MicroStar and everyone are here in your hand. They're the greatest players from the best teams in the land. For those who don't know, it was sort of like Kinder Eggs, but you'd get a big head little football. I was going to say action figure, but it's not. It's just a statue, a little plastic statue of a footballer. Yep. The chocolate was bad. The football, the, 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 the models didn't really look like the footballers. It was good stuff.
1: Can you remember the taste of the chocolate?
2: No. I'd imagine it was just generic plasticky chocolate, right?
1: Yeah. Do you know, I recently opened a suitcase, right, to pack for a holiday. <laughs> And there was one thing in the suitcase, and it was a power pod of former striker Chris Sutton Okay, in his blackbone kit. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's a bit weird. Isn't that a weird thing to find in your suitcase? I left it in there, and now it's travelled hundreds of miles.
2: Is this like, were you at your family home, and did you nick a suitcase from them for this trip, or has this it, followed you f- through childhood to adult life? It
1: is a suitcase that I stole from my family home. It's not a family home that had particularly any interest in football. Definitely no interest in Blackburn Rovers. <laughs> and it, maybe it's been in the suitcase for a long time and I've only just spotted it. Maybe Chris Sutton's been with me for a decade.
2: Maybe in many ways he has, Joe. Oh. Also, on the, you know, when... Who was is, who is your prized power pod? Oh, God, I have no idea. The, the only the, Genuinely, the only footballer from that era that springs to mind is Fowler, just Robbie Fowler, just because he had a plaster in his nose and that was, made him interesting.
1: That was that was quite interesting. That's why you're really into the rapper Nelly, as well, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah.
2: If you put a plaster in your face, I'm yours. That's what I told my partner the first night we met. Uh, On the subject of Um, Tan, Danielle's brought wanker to the table, and uh, if wanker isn't really an American word, because otherwise I would suggest that if you go onto certain adult websites, there is definitely something called wanker available to watch.
1: Oh, do you think they've done it? They must have. I mean, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory is already oh, God. ripe, isn't it, for exploitation?
2: Yeah. And I just, yeah. I'm, yeah. There's, let's not go too far into that, but, you know.
1: <laughs> the word wanker not being particularly big in America, I remember it because it's in an episode of The Simpsons. Yes. I think when they go, to, I remember seeing that as a child and thinking it was the most shocking thing I'd ever seen in my life. And there's isn't there one, another one where Bart has like a, a mischievous kit that's called like little bastards (laughs) (laughs) joke kit or something. And I couldn't believe, I thought it was the most outrageous thing I'd ever seen in my life. And I used to watch, John, I used to watch the Simpsons with my grandparents in the room. And I think I've talked about these grandparents before. They're quite religious. One of them once made a complaint to channel four because we were, we were there for maybe a half term or something. And we watched an episode of friends and she counted the number of times that characters said, Oh my God. And look, if it was an episode starring Janice, you're in trouble. So she counted the number of times someone said, oh my God. And then she wrote a formal letter of complaint to Channel 4 about how blasphemous Friends is.
2: That is absolutely incredible.
1: So imagine watching The Simpsons and one of them says, wanker. I like the idea of, you know how The Simpsons... It's, like it's like putting on like The Hateful Eight or something in front of them. It's like putting on a... What's the other one? That is Another Tarantino film with lots of bad luck. Like, it's like putting Hulk on a Tarantino Christian film with lots of reservoir bad dogs. Originally. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's like showing my grandma <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. <laughs>
2: The idea of Little Bastard as well. Uh, you know, The Simpsons is always predicting things. It sounds like they predicted like a SoundCloud rapper from about four years ago.
1: Yeah. <laughs> little, little Bastard is a, an English guy from Guildford trying to get on the SoundCloud rap train.
2: I would love that. Come on, that's great stuff. A little
1: scam. I'd really like that. That would be really fun.
2: Would you like a movie idea from me? Yes, please. This one comes from Beck. Bum Money. <laughs> She's a play on Dumb so, Money.
1: I watched Dumb Money oh. recently. And? And I really enjoyed it. Oh, great. I thought it was really good fun. It was um,
2: it's just felt like a
1: fun, smart film about finance. Kind of big, short vibes, but a little bit sillier. Mm. But I was kind of into it. I really liked it. Great cast. Now, what if it was all about making money from your bums? So, Wall Street have got the monopoly on making bums wall street decide who wins rear of the year every year
2: oh they
1: pretend it's a public vote but wall street have got it rigged and so they determine who wins rear of the year as we all know there's a billion pound prize for winning (laughs) rear of the year and they make sure that it's somebody in the pocket of wall street that wins it every year a guy on reddit gets word that this is what wall street are doing to rear of the year every year and he nominates himself he's got a hilariously flat bum. He's got no bum. He nominates himself to become Rear of the Year and it starts a huge internet campaign to make sure that he wins Rear of the Year and receives the billion pound prize, which he's promised to share with all of the good people Redditers. of Reddit.
2: All the good people of yeah. Reddit. Yeah,
1: they're all good people.
2: I love that. Imagine if there was, gen in this alternate universe where there was genuinely a billion pound prize for Rear of the Year, I think most of the population <laughs> would just be constantly squatting.
1: We'd just be squatting all the time. You'd leave your house and everyone would be hunched, like just walking around like crabs. <laughs> it'd be the new lottery it'd be so good i am um, you know how you h- used to hear stories of that they would spot models outside Topshop on oxford street <laughs> yeah. people would just be walking around oxford street with their asses out <laughs> i am um, which you can see if you go to oxford street at the right time of day they they stopped rear of the year right
2: i was gonna say that feels um, quite archaic but that means if
1: you were the last winner of rear of the year your rear of forever.
2: Can you find out who the la- the final oh rear of right. the year is?
1: I'm just going. To, yeah, I'm just going to my bookmarks. Um, so it was at wow. No, you. I could give you. Hmm. So it ran from <laughs> 1976 to 2019. Interestingly, there was a five year gap after 76 to 81. So Barbara Windsor held it for five years. Fair play
2: after Barbara Windsor, they just.
1: That's like when you look at football records and there was there's a break for the second world war <laughs> like what is the reason for that they ha, they've held rear of the year every year until 2019 <laughs> from nineteen eighty one but for some reason between seventy six they just they couldn't find a better rear than wins maybe you can't win it more than once
2: I was just going to try and see if there's there's some repeat offenders
1: there aren't any repeat offenders. are you on the page? I'm
2: on the page sorry so i've seen okay. i've seen, okay. the final male so win, seen the final male win. I've seen the final.
1: So it, I, I assume in a bid to make it more equal, in 1997 they made it so that every year there's a male and a female winner of Rear of the Year. And in the first year, for example, it was Melinda Messenger and Gary Barlow in 97. Other winners 89 Sorry, 89, and 90 and 95, there was also no competition. But I think <laughs> low, Rear of the Year is so low-rent... They probably just forgot but like, there's a really famous apocryphal tale where i'm from so in the medway towns rochester was a city right and it's been a city for hundreds of years it had, it's had a cathedral for a thousand years and it's always been a city and then like in 2007 they just forgot to submit the paperwork to renew its status as a city and now it's not a city anymore
2: that is incredible so i think
1: that, i reckon i reckon it got to like december the 29th in, in 1989 and they were like oh fuck we haven't done rear of the year yet <laughs> And they just forgot. I reckon that's pretty feasible. Anyway, the listeners are on the edge of their seats. They want to know who's going to hold the title of Rear of the Year forever. <laughs> I? So in 2019...
2: No, no. Uh, go on. Edwards, who, so, who, so who set this up? Someone called Edwards, I'm trying to find the name, it was t- a way to promote a specific brand of jeans, but the Wikipedia page doesn't tell us what brand of jeans. Just, like, that's lost to history. That's oh, not a promotion, <laughs> is it?
1: <Yeah. laughs> that's so, arguably the worst promotion you could ever have done. It's just promoted jeans, which they are still going strong. I wonder if there's been a dip in sales of jeans since 2019. Anyway, the it looks to me like maybe only Carol Vorman's won it more than once. Okay. Fair play. But that's only a very cursory glance. I'll consult my um, Rear of the Year calendar after this and let you know. So, 2019, the final ever Rear of the Year, which I imagine was maybe like a wake, both a celebration, but also a time for remembering, you know, like a strange event. 2019, Amanda Holden picked it up, and she was accompanied, I assume, on stage <laughs> by the male rear of the year winner in 2019 sir andy murray (laughs) the tennis player andy murray will be rear of the year from now until the sun destroys planet earth
2: (laughs) oh that's good stuff
1: forever when records look back on andy murray you know they say that you die twice right when when you actually die and then when someone last speaks your name andy murray's sorted (laughs) they will never not stop talking about who the current rear of the year is
2: Uh, Can I also say, on the Wikipedia page, there's a bit at the bottom that says similar contests, and one of them is an annual contest in Brazil to choose the best (laughs) female buttocks in the country, which is called (laughs) Miss Bum Bum.
1: And knowing what I do about Brazilian culture, and it's not very much, I reckon that's still going.
2: (laughs) Miss Bum Bum.
1: (laughs) It also says in 2013, a University of Cambridge newspaper held its own version of the award in which the contestants were naked. Yeah.
2: Different time ten years ago. Uh,
1: yep, twenty thirteen. It was a different time.
2: It's been a very oh, bum man. heavy episode so far.
1: It has been a very bum heavy episode. Can we get rid of that? How about this suggestion from Nathan Perky Jackson? <laughs> so it's about a magical kid with a really per ass. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Perky Jackson. <laughs> That's good stuff. Perky Jackson. Yeah. Percy Jackson is. It, it, Percy Jackson is a young adult phenomenon which has passed me by.
2: Yeah, I was going to say I think it's like in the po- it's the it's like the post Harry Potter one that did pretty well, right? I think that's the way to sort of see it.
1: Yes, and there was a film that didn't do very well. Yep, and I think it was it was going to be one of these seven film things it was maybe two films see also the maze runner i couldn't tell you anything other than those three words about the maze runner
2: i think yeah the maze runner and then there was the scorched trials and then there was a divergent (laughs) do you remember was it divergent and apparently that's like a world where everyone's sort of split up based on vague abilities that they have or something there
1: was a point a few years ago where i was reading quite a few graphic novels I'd, I'd read The Boys I read a really good series called Chew and a couple of like, classic ones and a family member got wind of this maybe my nan or someone and they thought it'd be good to buy me a graphic novel and they bought me like the fourth Maze Runner
2: as a graphic novel or I, just as a yeah book? as a graphic novel oh. oh maybe they are graphic novels and I just didn't know that no
1: I think they're books oh. I think they're books films into I don't know you know how these things work yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, And? Anyway, haven't read it. i would I mean, be mad. I'd have absolutely no context <laughs> for what's going on. I didn't have the desire to buy the three preceding Maze Runners. Maybe they're great. Maybe we should watch... Maybe our new podcast idea, John, could be me and you watching the Maze Runner films. <laughs> great stuff. It's sad to think, isn't it? Because I reckon if you get cast in Percy Jackson or the Maze Runner or something, that you think... And you're obviously going to be told by the casting director, by the producer, this is the next... Harry Potter. You're going to be in seven movies. They're going to make 10 billion pounds and you're going to have wealth beyond your wildest dreams forever and ever. And then they absolutely tank. So Will Porter's in Maze Runner. He's also in... As is that Thomas Brody Sangster guy.
2: Yeah, the the cast are always pretty good in these because they're getting the young hot actors who then sort of turn out to be older but still hot actors. It's a trilogy. Joel. There's a third one. I think I've actually come up with an incredible idea. The, to sort of jumping off the back of yours so we call it young adults right because that's what they're all young adults they're YA novels that's what they're all adaptations yep. of Yeah, yeah and yeah. what we nice, do nice. is we watch the ones that exist and then we have to guess what happens in the film that they didn't make
1: that's great that is a really good idea God,
2: put it on the pile <laughs>
1: we've well, got a busy year John this is the year we promised you remember we were going to make all of our spin-off podcast this year uh, all I can remember is Pie Guys Pie Guys is really good watch each American Pie film and eat a pie each time. There was a couple of other really good ones, man. Uh, if anyone can remember, let us know.
2: One's about books, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, one's about the Dan Brown books. Mr. Brown's books. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mr. Brown's Boys. That's really good. A read-along podcast with the Dan Brown books. These are, every time these come up, I say they are so much better than this. They are like We could genuinely be a smash hit if we did Mr. Brown's Boys. We could be a smash hit.
0: Right.
1: If you want to for it, I'm going to find another co-host. Mr. Brown's Boys is the greatest podcast idea of all time.
2: Right. Well, oh, right. What about this one from Martin? Steampunk Willie, a road and boat pilot finds love in old tech whilst trying to avoid the lunatic captain. This is sort of relevant to the fact that Steampunk Willie is now public domain, so whatever we come up with can legally be made without We can actually Disney. make
1: it. They immediately, I mean, immediately it had it become overly sexual. It was... What's that rule on the internet? There's a rule that... 42? If something exists, there's a porn version of it. Yeah. That's just what happened with Steamboat Willie. Which is also I mean, what applies... To, name.
2: Which is also what applies to Wanker earlier in this chat. It's very true. Um, yeah. And then, so within about... Within, like... So, it, it was on the 1st of January that Steampunk, uh, Steamboat Willie became public domain. That that version of Mickey Mouse. And on that day, was released a trailer for a horror video game where you're followed by Mickey yeah. Mouse... And a horror film where the villain is, yep. that Steamboat Willie version of Mickey Mouse.
1: But it happened with Winnie the Pooh a little while ago, and there was a horror film about Winnie the Pooh. But it it, it quickly goes away, doesn't it?
2: But do you think we could make a couple of quid if we got look Jed? We know we know Jed. He could he could help us out. Mm-hmm. And we just find out the next... He's actually... I actually saw him tweet the other day, do not make a horror film out of Steamboat Willie, so he might not be on board. But we just find the next thing that comes to public domain, make a horror film about it, and put that trailer up the second it goes...
1: Things in public domain. 2024. 2024. Okay, here we go. Tigger.
2: (gasps) Tigger's scary.
1: Tigger's quite scary. He could bounce. The bounce could be quite terrifying. So this is very exciting. 2024, Tigger. Uh, uh, a Marx Brothers film <laughs> All Quiet on the Western Front that goes into public domain next year so great
2: that's <laughs> horrible we
1: could work, work with that yeah I'm kind of into this yeah Nod oh shit Noddy not Noddy I think Noddy might go into the public domain this year
2: oh come on Noddy's scary as it is Nod-
1: the Noddy theme tune is so ripe for, to be turned into like a slowed down child singing let's do it horror fest Noddy the little man with the red and yellow car yep perfect let's do it i'm all over that why is it red hey it used to be just yellow yeah until he smashed through those guys that fall down and come back up again hey (laughs) would you like a film idea from me yes please hootenanny mcfee it's december the 31st and Jules holland falls ill and the the magical emma thompson has to fly in and save the day by hosting the hootenanny or the uk will be stuck in the year 2023 forever Right, George love- Holland is actually, a, he's, like, he's like the Sandman. He actually is the master of time and he decides when it becomes the new year in the UK.
2: I love the stakes. I love the idea that, how does that work? Is it, is, it, is it Groundhog Day style? Do you go back to the 1st of January of that year or do you keep replaying the last day of the year or does it just go to like midnight and then it just sort of continues ticking and December the 31st lasts forever?
1: Oh, whoa, that's terrifying. I actually think it's just a 10 second countdown.
2: <laughs> that would be maddening. <laughs> That'd be a good film, uh, and I mean, also Emma Thompson. Look, with all all the due respect to uh, Jules Holland, who I know is a very close friend of yours, Joel.
1: Yes, he is my best friend.
2: <laughs> Emma Thompson could do a very good job of hosting that show. She she'd be a wonderful. I think she'd standing. be phenomenal. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I rate that. How many of how many of your family members were in the audience this year, Joe?
1: Dad and stepmum were in the audience. I have to be honest with you. So as we've established over the years, my stepmum is uh, a cleaner for Jules Holland, housekeeper kind of role, and she wore a, a too shinier jacket. Oh I'll no! With you. It was done on purpose. She took. Uh, they went with a couple of friends who went last year, and one of the friends wore the pinkest thing you've ever seen in your life, and you could see it from space. Like every <laughs> somehow, no matter who was on screen or who the. Uh, <laughs> who the act was or which way they were facing, you were aware of the pink jacket. It, it was like you were being haunted by it. Even if the camera was pointing in completely the opposite direction, you were just so aware of this pink jacket's presence in the audience. So I think uh, my stepmom had a had a similar ploy this year to make sure, you know, you could be spotted at all times. And she did a good job. I reckon I saw her seven or eight times during the broadcast, which might be about as many times as you see Rod Stewart. So fair
2: play. <laughs> also, when Joel says pink, I I, don't, I think he sort of doesn't explain it's like that sort of pink that you have on reflective clothing that that sort of yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> maintenance
1: people wear it'd be funny to wear something like that and then be asked to leave wouldn't it if you turned up in full luminous gear uh no stayed in and watch the hootenanny on new year's eve oh lovely excellent hey john let's have a film idea from you john
2: rebel spoon zach snyder does star wars but the lightsabers are spoons now
1: yes good have you watched rebel
2: moon i watched four minutes of it the other day
1: wow is that a child thing and you plan on watching four minutes every day or is it <laughs> bad can you make your mind
2: up about a film in four minutes no it's not it was absolutely not a fair assessment of this film i can't remember why some sort of yeah some sort of screaming child incident took place and then i've just never got around to watching more
1: but it is bad right i think it's been it's it's considered bad yeah it's it's, it's been pretty panned i think
2: yeah because i think a lot of people would i think it was fair to say that even though he's divisive, you know, people loved 300 at the time. Some people like Watchmen. And so they thought, oh, this is, you know, Zack Snyder without the Warner Brothers reigns doing, you know, his yeah. own vision completely sort of unfettered. So people, I think people were genuinely excited. I was, I was really intrigued. But yeah, I think it looks mm. pretty, you know, even those people who were excited are saying, no, this is not good. It's not just like a, you know, lots of people on the internet will just say, oh, it's, you know, anti Snyder rhetoric. But I genuinely think people wanted to like this film and didn't.
1: He's played a blinder calling it part one, though. Well, no, no, no. I wonder how, much he, ins- it, well, how he... much he insisted on calling it part one.
2: Does part two already exist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes out in, like, May. And also... Okay. And also, he's got a director's cut that also comes... Like, he he's made, on Netflix, Batman. a streaming platform. He has made a theatrical in a Verticom's version, and he will then release <laughs> a director's cut. It's nuts.
1: I... What he should have done is called it Rebel Moon Part 1 of 9. <laughs> That's what I would have done. If I were really nervous about Netflix cancelling my se- And obviously Netflix, they're quick to swing the axe, right? Mm. They've, they've d- cancelled so many series. I would just call my show Part 1 of 9.
2: Like, or like epilogue. No, Netflix yeah, have commissioned
1: my show. Prologue, yeah. I love it. Torchwood and Co. Series 1 of 9 is what I would have <laughs> insisted it was called. But then to sort of, you know... No, Lockwood and Co. I don't know what the things are called. I don't know. I'm not... Um, I don't know what TV To is. throw a
2: cat amongst the pigeons, you sort of, every time it changes, so it'll be series two of 12, series three of yeah. 11.
1: <laughs> yeah. Keep them on their toes. Oh, good stuff. Hey, John, if you had to pick a winner from today's lineup, what would you go for and why?
2: Bum money, because it brought us to y- rear of the year.
1: Bum money, and we have to leave because Andy Murray's
2: entering <laughs> <Backwards>. my office. <laughs> Ask first. <laughs> Ah, well done John. Well done Joe. How you been? Happy year. You have a nice New time. Year. I had a I had a I've nice been time well, recording. Thank
1: you. I think I it's I had a lovely time recording.
2: It's probably the so probably probably the the most fun I've had in the last 2 days of this this year.
1: Yeah. So you're doing the potty training.
2: So yeah. N- what
1: what what does it entail? How does it work? why why is it so stressful
2: new year new me they they never specified that you had to be a better version of yourself (laughs) this new me is sad and stressed it's it's like potty training is just like the worst thing it's so bad you're basically living with a child who could at any moment piss themselves just the anxiety of i mean it goes without saying sort of but yeah the anxiety of that Mm -hmm. is quite intense so yeah i would I would not rec- I would say my my second child just let them wear nappies till they're sort of seven or eight, and hope for the best. yeah, yeah, I think that's Fair fine. <laughs> that won't mess them up in any other way, will it?
1: I don't think so. It'd be like one of those stories you read every now and again about a kid that's still breastfeeding when they're thirteen, <laughs> and they're always very well adjusted,
2: <laughs> as they say, yeah the incredibly well adjusted Sam is... that's the headline <laughs> Britain's
1: most well adjusted boy still breastfeeding at fifteen.
2: <laughs> oh dear. Who
1: needs friends, colon, meet Britain's most well-adjusted boy. <laughs> Subtitle, who's still breastfeeding at the age of 15. There you go. Yeah, so it's um, just very, So very other than stressful. posse training, have you had any time to experience anything or do anything or, you know, watch more than four minutes of a film?
2: Not, you know, not really. Christmas is very much about looking after children. So not massively. In the moments I've had, I've watched two of the episodes of What If... Which is the Marvel animated mm-hmm. show about like alternate dimensions? If if this, you know, what if this happened on this? And the two episodes I saw were really good. Um, apparently, it's much better than the first series. I'm definitely getting a sense of that. It's still only for like real sort of Marvel kids. I wouldn't say it's for like your casual sort of Marvel person, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. still good. And then I st- I watched the first episode of a show that again animated. I'm not I'm not generally a big animated person, but I watched Blue Eyed Samurai on Netflix. The first episode oh, of that, yeah. Which, Has been getting sort of rave reviews everywhere, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. Looks, it looks beautiful. Have you been Mm. consuming any media over the festive period, Joe?
1: I have been playing the video game Dredge, and I've been really enjoying it. It was on quite a few people's games of the year lists, and I'm very excited to play it for five hours and add it to a frankly overwhelming graveyard of darling indie games on my Switch that I haven't completed. And every time I open my Switch, they're all looking at me like. Well, you're going to finish us. We're only 10 hours long. And then I buy a new one instead. <laughs> yeah. And they're all games that I've had a great time playing. And I buy a new one because it's only 15 quid. So I buy a new one <laughs> because I want the thrill of a new one instead of the sense of completing any of these games that are all, in, I admit, fantastic. So anyway, I bought Dredge. Dredge is great. I'm really enjoying playing Dredge. And I watched Saltburn.
2: Right. On Dredge, I also have a copy of Dredge. Downs. I bought it physical special edition. I have a copy of it Ooh. waiting for me to play, but I have not started. And you're completely right. The achievement feeling of purchasing a new game is far superior to any achievement you can get from within the game. 100%.
1: I love it. The excitement of thinking at some point I might play this game <laughs> for a bit. I'm honestly looking at double figures of games that are like fantastically well reviewed and are, you know, all the websites say 12 hours to complete. And I've just not finished any. What's wrong with me?
2: What is wrong with me?
1: Right. Why, does, why doesn't it, and it doesn't nag at me. I don't
2: understand it talk to me about saltburn it people uh, have thoughts and opinions
1: i honestly when it finished i couldn't i genuinely couldn't separate from my mind whether i'd enjoyed it or whether it was fucking shit like, i had no idea what to make of it and it has been the reaction to it i think is like the most divided i can remember seeing over any film like it seems to me like some people think it's a masterpiece and some people really really hate it and i felt look oh after all don't we all just want to be part of the discourse i was glad to have watched it Mm. so that i knew what was going on and what Saltburn is it's free to watch on amazon prime so if you're curious go and watch it it's got a stellar cast it looks fantastic the soundtrack's great like it really genuinely i think it looks amazing like shot beautifully and it looks incredible but i didn't at the end of it i just sort of left feeling like well why 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 is any of why any of that What was any of that?
2: Uh, I I, I don't
1: know. It's hard to describe.
2: I feel like it is a continuation of this Indiana Jones thing where like nothing can just be like a fun couple of hours. It has to be the greatest thing ever or the worst thing ever. But I also saw a tweet that I did. I thought was really funny. And it does seem to sort of sum up your feelings a little bit, which is director Emerald Fennell is too good to be working with writer Emerald Fennell.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that might be right. I left. I left. Um, I watched "Promising One" young woman, and that left me pretty cold as well. So I don't know. Maybe I don't really chime with it. Maybe John. Maybe they're all just too posh. That was sort of an overriding feeling I had during the film as well. Oh well. If there's a certain level of posh that I just can't even, even if bad things are happening to them, I can't. I can't stand to be around them. So maybe that's part of it.
2: Maybe I. Well, Who knows? I'm posher than you, so maybe I'll be more prone to. Maybe enjoy you'll love this. it, maybe, but
1: you might recognise some of the sort of. <laughs> the houses and the behaviours and the <laughs> ceremonies. You'll probably feel right at home. <laughs> it might actually be 2 hours of slumming it for you, John. <laughs> so yeah, I watched Shortburn. I don't know what I think of it. I'd love to hear other people's opinions of Saltburn. I would I guess I would I would rec- uh, like get people to go and watch it. It's interesting. Like it's a big big deal, isn't it? It's got a yeah. big cast. It was obviously released in time for awards contention. I reckon so. I think it'll be one of the big talked about movies for sure. It's got a few nominations, I think. Or oh, the Golden Globes has got a few nominations.
2: Yeah, I think the the, the 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 most likely nomination to sort of continue through is Rosamund Pike. Apparently, is very, very, very good in it.
1: She's amazing, right? She's so good. Yeah, yeah. So intrigued to watch that. Oh no, intrigued to see how that pans out and if it stays part of the of the chat. But there's, it's award, it's award season. There's loads going on. You know, I'm excited to watch. To be absolutely devastated by that new Andrew Scott and Paul Mescal film, which is like a ghost story that you know that's mm. going to destroy my brain. And also very excited to watch Poor Things.
2: I thought you were going to say
1: all sorts of stuff, John. American Fiction. There's good stuff coming out.
2: Oh, I'm American watch Fiction it. looks great. I, when you said I'm looking forward to being devastated by, I thought you were going to talk about Iron Claw, which I've heard is very very oh, sad.
1: Looking forward to being devastated by Iron Claw. Look, it's January. Let's get sad. If anything, January's <laughs> too positive a month. I need to be brought down. I need to be brought down a bit by Oscar bait. Let's have it. Anyway, well done, John. This is,
2: this is quite a long Fair one. I know. <laughs> Bumper episode. For You're us. really
1: putting off going back to potty training, aren't you? Anything else you want to talk about, John?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so the weather, eh? It's cold.
1: Oh, God, it is cold. Yeah, bloody hell. Right. Right. We'll be back same time next week.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip?
2: Send the guys a movie idea Tell your friends that you like the show Follow us on social media Then
0: you'll be the best listener